there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast. This is our space to resolve your child's exhausting sleep habits. It is my mission, and I firmly believe that every family deserves to be happy, healthy, and well-rested. And on episode 117, we're taking a look at the newborn introduction of baby and dog. And I am so happy today on this podcast, we are going to be chatting with Dominika Knasalapado. And I am so happy. She's the founder of Dog Meets Baby. She's got an amazing Instagram. We connected over there on Instagram. If you're not following her, you definitely want to go check out at Dog Meets Baby. Now, Dominica is a mom to four-year-old twins, and we immediately jump into her story. But I need you to know these two key themes. This is what we're, we're centralizing our talk on today. I need you to understand that it is important to have a plan. I went in blindly introducing our dog to our baby. And in fact, Dominica tells me that a lot of what I did is completely like false. Like that's not something that you even need to do. So (laughs) I learned a lot in this episode. But what I want you guys to understand is just like having a newborn sleep plan, it's just as important to have a plan to introduce your dog to your baby. And so we're going to walk through that today with Dominica on the podcast. Most importantly, I want you guys to just take a minute. And if you listen to this sometimes on like 1.5x, you're, you're going to want to slow this down and you're going to want to have a pen handy and you're going to want to send this to your partner, to your family members, because it is a rich podcast sharing strategies and really myth busting, but explaining the importance of introducing your dog to your baby and how we can do this safely and effectively. So thank you so much. Like I said, this podcast, we talked and talked and we just jumped right in. In fact, I found myself asking her questions before the recording. I was like, oh, slow down. So we literally jump right on in and I'm really excited to share this one with you guys today. So, okay. So walk us through, um, dog meets baby. First of all, obviously very clear what that business and what that brand is. Um, but tell us a little bit about dog meets baby. Why was this something that you felt called and passionate to do? Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Okay. I, um, have kids, I have twins. They're almost four and a half and I have a dog. She's a yellow lab. And she is, the when you think of a yellow Labrador, that's Lola. Very friendly, loves everyone, wants to say hi to every person, loves children. Um, very well-trained because I had time. She was five when I had my kids. And um, I honestly didn't anticipate any problems. To me, it was kind of obvious, like, I'm going to bring home my kids and Lola will be very excited to meet them (laughs) in a good, positive way. Now, what happened is it didn't go like that. I brought my kids home from the hospital and she wasn't there the first day. So they were in the crib when she arrived and she immediately went in a very hunting um, mode, like this hunting position. Mm -hmm. And I first, I, I mean, I, you know, it was like a week after I had my kids in pain, hormonal, a lot was going on. My, my son was in the NICU, nothing went as planned. And, and I was a little bit surprised seeing that, but I, at first I didn't really, I didn't really think too much of it. But then I had my kid on a changing table and she lunged and she's a 60 pound dog. And my kids were six pounds, not even five and a half. She literally jumped off the floor and lunged trying to grab my son. 
yeah it was oh, even talking about this now i i still sometimes i still cry when i talked about this it was an it was a nightmare it was a moment where i see my dog that was my first baby trying to attack my kids so we sent her back to the dog walker and I, and I just kept crying and telling my husband, we have to adopt her out. This is dangerous. I'm scared. This is, I don't know what to do. And so we let her stay there for a little bit. And then she came back a few days later and I was, okay, let's, let's do this. We're just going to keep her at a distance behind a crate, behind a baby gate in a crate and give her lots of chewies, give her love and really not let her be near kids for, for a while because I knew that she had the foundation. It wasn't really, it was very unexpected. So here's what happened. It's very rare. I had a few clients who had the same experience since that time, but some dogs have a very predatory reaction to little kids because they are not really sure what it is and the sound that kids make and the way they move, yeah. it is very similar to prey. And Lola is predatory towards cats and raccoons and skunks. And, you know, I didn't know that that might happen. If I had taken a little bit more time, I might, I don't know. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say, but I could have avoided all that drama. I think she was up for 24 hours. I don't think she slept a second. She was up the whole time. Every time they moved, then she slept. <laughs> for, for another day and then she woke up and she was like oh we have kids <laughs> I didn't trust her for three months she was still we were taking her on walks with the kids but she was always behind a baby gate I always made sure she was in a different room and we lived in one bedroom so that was quite challenging at that time <laughs> yes <laughs> but we um, she was fine she was absolutely fine two days later it was just um it was scary. It was horrifying. And it was not as, as I envisioned it. And I knew what to do and I did everything right. So it was just a little, well, I wouldn't call it a little bump. It was a big bump, but it was just something that once we were over it, it's been great. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there are things with, with kids and dogs, there are always things that you have to watch out for. And you have to have a plan and you have, a, have to have a management solution or systems in place. But generally, I did all the work before and it pays off. But that's why, you know, many people, they don't do this work or they don't really know that they should do it. Most, most of the time, people are just really unaware. It's like, you know, you, you are pregnant and you're focusing on so many things and then I get a call and the mom is like, okay, we have a dog and I'm um, expecting a baby. And I'm like, okay, so when's your due date? Well, I'm getting induced on Friday and she's calling me on Wednesday <laughs> or, you know, like a week earlier or two weeks before the baby's coming. So that doesn't really give us enough time if there is an issue. If there, is, if there are no issues, we can just focus on the, on the actual bringing baby from the, from the hospital part. But if there are behavioral issues or the dog jumps or barks or doesn't like children, there is not enough time to really work on this. So I really, so that was one reason why I really wanted to, uh, why I started Dog Meets Baby to really, I don't want anyone ever to go through this because it was a nightmare and I knew what to do. And I had the dog that was well socialized and well trained. So it wasn't a problem, but 
And the other reason is I get so many calls after dog bites. When the baby is mobile, typically it's around oh, seven, eight, nine like months of age. That's when people call me. And like the lucky, I'm actually excited. Well, I shouldn't say excited, but I'm relieved when they say the dog growled or snapped because there are so many times where it's the mom calls me, she cries, and it's all, almost always the same scenario. She, no, one, no one saw what happened. Uh, the dog was not exercised because it was rainy. <laughs> Sometimes the parents were out of town and the grandparents were watching the child and, and the dog bit the child. And I really want people, and a lot of this can be avoided. So much of it, not all of it, but 80, 90%. I really want people to know what to do so they don't have to go through this. Because once there is a dog bite, there, is, there are usually the parents are not on the same page. One of them wants to adopt the dog out and one of them wants to keep the dog and they, neither of, of them trust the dog. And it's just, right. It's, it's well, I, I'm one of, it wasn't a client of mine. It was a client of, a, of another trainer. They actually got a divorce. I'm sure that wasn't the only issue, but the reason, you know, they had two dogs and he was really, he really wanted that the husband really wanted to keep the dogs and the wife wanted the dogs out and they couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. Yeah. That's, there's so many, as you're saying all of this, it is really crazy how many parallels what you're saying to like, to my story. Um, it's that wake up call moment. You know, for us, it was my daughter under our covers that I didn't realize, like as a newborn baby, waking up and finding your baby under your comforter, like, oh my gosh, that is not something I ever want anybody else to experience. And that wake up call being like, oh, something's got to change, right? Um, and then, yes, that moment, there's, you know, there's uh, a lot of times what what you're saying and what I experienced that my family say is they hit the rock bottom or they hit that same thing, like, oh my gosh, I've got to change this, where we could have all of this preventative stuff happening to make it so much smoother, which is like our newborn course. And like you're saying, that foundational training, right? You can have these foundational trains to avoid these things. But speaking to those parents right now who like that mom that you said, it's like, I'm being induced Friday and today's Wednesday, you know, like what, what do you tell that parent? Well, sometimes I don't have a chance because then, then they, I get a text or a call like, well, it's too late. The baby's here. <laughs> so, you know, it happened, definitely happened that a few sessions got canceled because the baby was uh, arrived earlier. I, so it's, if we have enough time, then we can focus more on training and really analyze a lot of stuff. If we only have a few days or a few weeks, I really want to focus. That's when I focus on the bringing baby home scenario to make sure that they know what to do. Uh, we making sure that they, one of the most important things is that even if sometimes some, even if things go well, sometimes as a parent, you, for the first, for the first time ever, you see that you have an animal at home. Like you, you know, you come home from the hospital and the baby's so tiny and suddenly this dog <laughs> looks like an animal with teeth. And, um, and many, many, mostly moms, they realize they don't feel comfortable leaving the baby or having the baby near the dog. And even if they initially planned on having everyone together in the bedroom, suddenly that's not an option. The mom doesn't want the dog to be there. Um, she wants the dog out. So one of the things to do is to make sure that the dog has 
some training before that, that the, the dog can be left alone, that the dog can be crated or can be behind a baby gate. So typically I, I try to figure out, okay, so what, what have you done in the past? Um, does your dog like to be in the crate? Okay, great. Will you have a crate? Great. Let's find it. <laughs> let's bring it from the basement and let's start using it right away. Because oftentimes the problem for dogs, like many people tell me, oh, my dog is jealous, doesn't like the baby, or my dog is acting out, peed on the, peed on the pillow. They always pee on the, on, the, on the pillow in the bedroom, the parents' pillow. <laughs> it's like, always. So it's like, the, it's not really about the baby. The problem is that it's, they, they have this great relationship with the parents. And let's say every evening the dog was jumping on the couch and then there were rough housing or there were evening cuddles or maybe every time the dog brought a ball the parents were like oh okay you want to play fetch let's play fetch right in the hallway so they have all those little routines and suddenly none of this is working the dog brings the ball and the mom doesn't have time because she's breastfeeding or bottle feeding or she, the dog jumps on the couch but now there is the baby she doesn't want the dog to be on the couch anymore things change for everyone, for the parents and for the dog. And oftentimes the dogs are very, and you cannot really prepare the dog for all of it, right? It's just, it's impossible. Like you, you are, until you have the baby, you really don't know that much of it, right? Like it's like, it's all like, you know what you right? It's like, now I know what people really talked about and they are, they go through. So it's like, it's the same with dogs. It's like, you cannot prepare them for all of it, but it is as much as it is um it's not what you want to do when you're pregnant it is important that you ignore your dog when you're pregnant even if it's the last two weeks or your of your pregnancy try to have maybe take a nap or hang out in your bedroom while the dog is behind the closed door or maybe get this baby gate right away and install it have a um a doggy bed set up in the in a different part of the house and make sure that your dog spends some time away from you because your dog will be spending some time away from you. And if your dog, especially now with COVID, so many dogs, so many parents are home and work from home. And if you're with the dog 24 seven and suddenly you're home, but you're not accessible and you don't, many parents don't want the dogs in the nursery room, but they don't really prepare the dog for that. <laughs> there is this beautiful nursery. I used to have, I used to do many um, sessions at homes. I was going to people's houses and I was, whenever I had a chance, I was asking the parents to show me the nursery also like for, you know, training purposes to know. And it's always so beautiful. And it's almost always 90% of, of parents don't really want the dogs to go there. So they usually keep this door closed or there is usually a baby gate, but they don't hang out there without the dog. Mm. It's just like, you know, it's a beautiful room that was done and waiting for the baby. Now, the, the right thing to do if you want the dog, if you want your dog um, to stay outside the nursery would be to go to the nursery when you're pregnant, whether you read a book there or watch something or just eat something or just hang out something or hang out there or take a nap, do it with your dog outside the bedroom, the nursery. So your dog is prepared for that. Yes. Building those like routines yes. before that happens. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That makes so much sense. 
That's, that's, uh, yeah, it's like all these little lightning bolts. I'm thinking back to when we, we had a little lab mutt mix something, mm-hmm. um, that was super, super sweet. And I'm like, oh yeah, I totally didn't do any of that. You know, <laughs> it would make, it make, it's like making so much sense. Like, oh yeah, you're right. Like when well, the baby comes and you're like, no, get away. But you've never, you've never like practiced that. Oh, it, that just makes so much sense. Um, I do remember my, my mother-in-law, we had our first child and she said, oh, give me, um, they had like the paper gowns in the hospital for baby. And she said, oh, give those to me and I'll take them to the dog to let them sniff the, the baby gown to get used to the baby. And I read, you did a post on this and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. So tell us your thoughts about bringing the, you know, baby items home. <laughs> yes, yes. So you don't have to do it. And it's a relief for many people because right now in many hospitals, you actually cannot leave the hospital uh, when you give birth and you have a partner and you have to stay there because there is no like in and out anymore because of COVID. So um, it's a, like when I tell people you don't have to do it, they actually like it. Yeah. Um, yes, you don't have to bring a baby... Um, towel or a baby um, a swaddle or a blanket you don't have to bring any of that home for your dog to smell um, because we bring home like on a regular basis we bring home new things all the time there are, we have visitors that come to our house we don't ask them to send us you know like we don't ask them like can you please send me a t-shirt with your smell that's hilarious it's so true my dog because I would like my dog to uh, to get to know you before before you come here we don't really do any of that right like we don't we go we buy clothes and we bring groceries and so many things like we constantly bring new smells so dogs are really used to getting to know and learning about new smells and with the hospital swaddle there are so many there are so many smells on it uh, there is the smell of the of the baby but there is also the smell of the detergent and <laughs> uh, there will be the smell of the any person who touched it and it's pretty impossible right it's some like whether it was the mom or dad or a nurse or or, or a doctor or if you put it on the surface there will be the smell of this if you are using any lotions there will be the smell of those lotions it's if you put it in a plastic bag, then there is the smell of this plastic bag. So if you bring it to your dog and present it, well, your dog will smell the baby among all the other smells, but they don't really know that they should be excited about this one particular smell because it's really impossible for them to figure it out unless you do it consistently. So the only time it actually makes sense if if you have a NICU baby and you can bring, you stay home, your, your child is in the NICU and you can every day bring an item with the baby scent. Yes, then they will be able to, able to pick up on this. But it has to be a, a repeated exposure and then you make it a positive thing. And another reason why I don't like this blanket because I had parents call me and tell me I gave the dog the blanket and the dog uh, started playing with it or tore it apart, <laughs> or started chewing on it. Like, I'm now, now the parent is worried. Like, if I bring the baby, what is the dog going to do to the baby? Because he already hated the blanket. <laughs> well, the dog just played with it because maybe you were moving it and dogs are triggered by, by movement. And maybe your dog really likes to play tug of war 
and the rolled up blanket really looks similar. So <laughs> it's just, you know, like, I don't want people to read into it. <laughs> right. If you, if someone really feels strongly about it, you can do it. But what I, the thing that I, I really want people to understand is it's not, there is no guarantee that if you do this, if you bring a, a, a blanket from the hospital, that your dog is going to love the baby. Because that's what I, I see a lot. Like, I did this and my dog did great with the baby. Many dogs do, do great with the babies. It's really not an issue. Uh, like my example, it's not common. I, and I'm happy that it's not. Most dogs are a little bit alert and sure, but they get over it. They really don't have an issue with a newborn. They have an issue with their parents acting differently and later when the baby becomes mobile. Mm -hmm. But an infant, not, not a problem after a few days. They get used to it very quickly. Even dogs that are not comfortable with, uh, with children, they typically adjust just fine. This was so helpful. It makes, I mean, I'm like uh, laughing when you say you're right. Like we don't ask family members who are going to come stay for a few days, like to send us, <laughs> send us your shirt. That's hilarious. But it makes, it's, it's a lot of common sense. Um, it makes, it does make perfect sense. But it, again, like it's so helpful to have someone like you to speak into these things that, you know, we, we don't, we're not in day to day. So this, I mean, all just these, these nuggets have been so helpful. Where can people who want to know more about this, where can they connect with you to learn more about Dog Meets Baby and learn more wisdom about you? Mm-hmm. Because I really like Instagram, I'm very active on Instagram and the handle is at um, dog meets underscore. underscore baby. So at dog meets underscore baby. And I have a website, dog meets baby dot expert. And right now it's, I'm, I'm on Facebook a little bit, but I really don't like Facebook that much. So a little bit less. So right now it's the website and I will be, um, I will have a newsletter starting next week and a blog starting August. Nice. I literally started three months ago. Three months ago, is it? Like three and a half months ago. Um, yeah. So it's all, all so new. I was always doing in-person sessions. Now it's mostly online. Um, yes. New that's, reality. <laughs> that's the, yes, definitely. And you're on Instagram. You have, you do share so many great little nuggets. Like I like that, you know, bringing the um, baby towel home, baby blanket home, you know, so many good takeaways that I know people are going to love that. They're going to be saving and just looking more into this. It's so super helpful. Um, and I know by the time this podcast comes out, you might even have an online course. So we'll mention that um, at the end of this as well. But oh my goodness, thank you for sharing. This was to know your story, to hear about your passion behind it. It really is contagious. You know, I don't even have a dog at the moment. I'm like, oh yes, I want to learn more about this. <laughs> so thank you so much. We will be sure to put all your links in our show notes as well, but this was incredibly helpful. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you guys so much for being here today. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your commute, out of your walk and spending time with me. I've recently discovered that my neighbors listen to this podcast. I have found people across our town that listen to this podcast. 
while we also have our little Z sleep YouTube, in case you didn't know, I'm super active on Instagram as well. This podcast honestly feels like my zone. And I'm so grateful for you being here with me every single week. Would you do me a favor? Would you scroll down? If you're listening on Apple podcast, tap the five stars, hint, hint, wink, wink, leave us a review. Tell us what this podcast means to you. What's helped you do so that other families who find this can understand that sleep is a thing. And we can have a plan to feel confident. We can be families who are happy, healthy, and well-rested. Sweet dreams. See you next time.